This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to another episode of the Dark Run Podcast. I am Kyle. Matt's not here because Jared let him out for the day. It's weird. I don't understand it. I never get to leave the basement, but... Everybody gets one. His turn hasn't come up yet. How do I get a turn? You need to sign up on the list. Oh, that sounds dumb. Anyway, we're Also gonna... gold stars. I've never... You never... All I get is punishments. I've never gotten a gold star. That speaks what do more I to do, your What do I attitude. do wrong? What am I doing wrong? <laughs> Anyway, today is going to be Matt is away at a thing. I'm a Bob. So um, Jared's going to play. So Jared's here. So we can't do anything serious because Jared's here. Uh, so we're going to take it's a little accurate. bit. Of a, we're going to take a little bit of a relaxed day. We're going to have a conversation about some some paranormal thingies that may or may not have happened at Jared's house to <laughs> me, and um, maybe we're going to incorporate some some rum runners type stuff with some some fun ghostly headlines. Sounds like a plan. It's a weird amount of pause. I didn't make the you plan, so, so it much. sounds like a plan. Oh, you made the first part of the plan. That's true. I did. Did I? Yeah. Well, we discussed it. We That's discussed true. the first part. It was an open forum. Because I finally got to torture Jared a little bit. Normally, he tortures me, and he makes me watch things like Dungeons and Dragons. That was or, a good movie. Okay. That was an okay movie at best. I felt nothing towards it, really. Because you're heartless. A solid flat five. You gave it a seven. I know. I know <laughs> what I did. But <laughs> shut up. Check out Talk Shonen. Check out check out that one. That's a cool show that we've never plugged. We usually just do these two back and forth. It's true. Even on that show. <laughs> That's true. Um, <clears throat> but instead of having to watch anime for once, I made Jared watch two of the greatest horror movies of the 80s and 90s. That's up for debate. First, let's talk about top tier A list horror. The first one that we, the first one first, that we watched, the first one we watched. I I introduced him to Chopping Mall. That you heard that correctly, not Shopping Mall. It's Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall it is a fantastic movie. Let me let me look up when it came out because I know it was like early ish eighties. Yeah, and it started at a million miles an hour. Let's just say that. Came out in 1986. So not this, this is like your movie. This is as old this as me. This is the birth of you this movie. Is, this is like the Wraith. This is this is what happened again. <laughs> Directed by Jim Wernarski. Uh, it, it's a fantastic movie. It's Greatest apparently year distributed. For cinema. Apparently, it's distributed by Netflix. Don't know how that's possible. One, we watched it on Amazon. Two, uh, could we have watched it on Netflix? I don't know. I didn't look. 
I wasn't actually looking to find this. I just saw it and I was like, I'm going to watch that later. And you just happened to be at my house the day I chose to. Did you have to pay money to watch this? No, I don't think okay. I would. I'm 100% positive I saw this when I was a kid on Sci-Fi Channel once. And it is mostly, like, I don't think that they would reasonably have to cut too much for cable. No, no. There is. I mean, the orgy part a little bit. It wasn't an orgy. It was kind of an orgy. Everybody was in their own separate space and they couldn't see each other. In a furniture store. True, which is basically just a house. If you think about it, it's got every room of a house covered. <laughs> yeah, there was somebody in the living room. Someone was in the bedroom. And then someone was in the other living room. <laughs> the other living room, just watching movies and being weird. Yeah. Uh, As you do at sex parties. Chopping Mall uh, has the greatest plot ever. Um, first off, we find out there's a married couple that just work in the mall together. And I guess they have some kind of lumber business or mechanic shop they, or something unrelated. I don't know if they work in the mall. That's never explained. They totally owned a mechanic shop. I don't know if they worked in the mall. I think they're just friends with the mall people. There oh. was zero character introduction. No no character introduction. Like, no development, really. Um, I don't remember anybody's name. <laughs> Not a single... The second movie we're going to talk about? I remember names. Not in this one. <laughs> Their names were easy because they were all nicknames. Uh, but anyway, so Chopping Mall is a movie. It's uh, about a mall who just gets the newest and latest greatest security defense robots that are supposed to be non-lethal. You know them 1986 robots that we all had in shopping malls? Of course. This was the, this was the debut of them. Imagine if like the Marty robots that are if you have a giant locally to you, I don't know if they're in other malls or whatnot. The ones that like don't do anything but tell you there's a mess cuz I thought they cleaned it up but they don't. They just inform someone of a mess. They didn't want to replace the people that had to mop it up. Listen, they didn't need that robot at all. It's unnecessary. That's true. Well, it's because shoppers will just look at a mess and go, not my problem. So imagine that, but it has like four pinchers on it and can shoot you with sleep darts and tasers. If you're at least a little bit nerdy, imagine a Dalek with a, if you've ever seen like Aquaman and know what Black Manta's helmet looks like, put that on top of a Dalek. It shoots laser beams. And yeah, it shoots straight up laser beams designed to cut through any debris which seemed unnecessary for a mall security robot oh yeah there was no like, reason what was to have gonna that? use it for it wasn't allowed to go into the stores what was it gonna cut i don't understand its programming because it was like it's just gonna be in the common areas which is like how is it helpful then i don't understand how it used an escalator i i don't understand a lot of things about these robots these were apparently these robots were almost more advanced than things in robocop like RoboCop robots seemed less advanced than these mall security robots. They had perfect AI until they were struck by lightning. As everything is in the 80s. Which, speaking of that, when we were at this certain store with electronic devices where we may or may not have bought toys, <laughs> I made yes. you pause because I was listening to a guy do his sales pitch for why they should buy insurance because of electric. I'm like, I, I know those lines. I know those exact lines. He was did like, he, when a about, thunderstorm happens and your power goes out. Did you talk like, about oh. the, the fear of lightning that I used yes. to hark on? Yes, he did. It was great. But this movie proves why. Because 
you know, you may be the first day at your new job controlling these AI controlled robots. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Um so the movie started with the pitch, which apparently went flawlessly. Uh, except for that one couple that their only role in the movie was to talk shit about the pitch. Yeah, the, about every aspect of the pitch. But like so it's during the pitch showing how the robots will help. And then they immediately had them in the mall. Well, yeah, that's how that happens. No, no, like voting, no saying yes, no say, no people saying, I don't really agree with this. Everybody was kind of like, yeah, I can see that. And it was about a guy, an armed man going up against these robots and them tasing the shit out of him and being completely bulletproof. That comes, that, that's very important for later in the story. They're pretty, they're pretty resilient all around. Invulnerable almost. Except the lightning. Except lightning, lightning and electronics do not go well. Yes. These robots somehow get directly struck by lightning. Because, you know, everything's wired. There's no wireless. That's what it was. And then they... they Well, <laughs> you got to remember, though, as long as you have an ID, these robots will not tase you in the pulse. But if you don't have your ID, or if you do have your ID and they've been struck by lightning, you're screwed. Yeah. The first thing Did we, we mentioned, they have tranquilizer darts. Yeah, I said they have tranquilizer darts that they use one time. They have tasers that they use in a very unique way. And they, they got pinchers that they love to use. The pinchers are their favorite. Yeah. Nothing like just using pinchers and head exploding lasers. <laughs> yeah. Once again, they were pitched as being able to cut through anything. <laughs> Except for butts. Didn't do shit when it was shooting that girl in the butt. Do you know that There's like little burn marks on her, her her underwear, and then it blew her head off. That's a diamond level butt. <laughs> so anyway, the robots, you know, they go mad. They uh, immediately, its first response is to just pinch the neck <laughs> of the guy controlling them. It's just like shh, which which <laughs> lacerates his neck. Which is uh, the, it is a gentle pinch. No, his head just just basically to, comes off. Just to you know, just to let him know. Hey, I'm doing my own thing now. And his his whole head turned into a Pez dispenser. Yeah, I guess we really do have to pitch how gently they pinch people <laughs> to death. The sound effect for it is zzzz, And then it's done. That's the distance it covers and the sound of the engine closing it. If I could in my head I imagine the robot going shh 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 shh. It's okay. It's okay. You're safe now. Go to sleep. I'm protecting them all. I'm here to protect them all. Go go to sleep. Uh, and then it immediately does it again to the next guy that's there to take that guy's well, shift. Technically. Change shifts. Technically, it killed that guy and then immediately went, I'm going back to sleep. Yeah, it turned itself back off. <laughs> like, I'm going to go. Well, that's because it wasn't time yet. It was set on a timer and apparently it decided to follow the timer protocol. Oh, yeah. It, it was like, I can murder now, but I will follow almost the rest. And of if, my programming. If the children from the furniture store and Jamba Juice or whatever that was followed the <laughs> rules Julius. of the... Yeah, yeah if, they, if they left when they were supposed to, they would have been fine. Because they would have just killed the people there to control it and uh, the cleaning staff. Yeah, yeah. It Which, what was a that very guy cleaning? Milkshake, I think. It was somebody spilled pink milkshake. And then his drunken friends just walk out laughing at him like, you're going to be here all night. Which is like, 
how long does it really take to mop it up? Like, did someone spill that four seconds before the mall closed and looked at him and went, deal with that? <laughs> like, that's the only thing. It could have been paint. There was a full-blown paint store in this mall. A lot of the stores in this mall were confusing. This mall was It had a crazy. hardware store. Easy. It had a paint store. It, it had, had guns. guns. Everybody had guns in their stores. With zero regulation. No regulation on the guns. No. M16s, shotguns. Like, I know I was an infant for when this movie's supposed to be taking place. Like, I was, like, let's just say it takes place. I was either not born or I was an infant and I was just a couple weeks old or something. But I You were I don't not know. born. You were not born yet. Okay, cool. So I was I was in the process of being born. I was I was working up to it. So I can't remember how amazing 1986 malls were. But holy shit. If you talk about one-stop shop, like I wish malls were like that. Like no, I wish malls still could be in business everything. if you didn't have to go to nine different stores and you just go to a mall and be like, "Oh, I'm going to go get paint, get get a milkshake and also get the car changed." Get some fucking chicken parmesan <laughs> from the dirtiest man in the universe. That's just typical 1980s restaurant cooks. That's that guy looked like the guy from the Muppets movie, from from the movie where Jim Carrey gets bit by a vampire. Every movie where there's somebody cooking stuff. Isn't that called bitten? Yeah, that's right. There I've watched that recently too. I haven't seen that in years. I liked that movie. It's a great movie. He got bit right near his dick, didn't he? I know, like, that's, right on that the inner thigh. One of the best parts of the whole thing. She was like, I'm going to go down on you now and give you a blue job. But beforehand, you're a vampire now. Ha ha. You're dead. Ha. Tricked you. But anyway, so. Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall, yes. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 movie. I'll give at least the mall was a 10 out of 10. No, this you- was incredible. This was an incredible mall. From a serious standpoint, it's a 2 out of 10. From how much we actually enjoyed it, 10 out of 10. For how much it made me laugh. It's an enjoyable movie to watch it in the realm of you're not watching this because you're watching a scary movie. You're watching a poorly made comedy movie. I I can't even give it a 10 out of 10 because the issue with Chopping Mall is it really took itself seriously, which I feel like the best bad horror films don't do. They, they kind of understand that it's a joke, but this one was like, and I, I, I told you during, like while we were watching it, like one of the characters is oh, like a fucking serious monologue. Like he's loading shotgun shells. Well, he just, just watched talking. his girlfriend die and he's yelling at his friends because his friends, there were, the women were supposed to escape through the ventilation ducts yeah. and they were safe. And then all of a sudden the one's like, no, my boyfriend, he the might one get who hurt. Died. <laughs> My boyfriend might get hurt. She goes down to rescue him, immediately gets murdered. Terribly, too. She gets burned to death. And no one tries to help even slightly. Yeah, like they could have put her out. <laughs> like, yeah. But at the same point, she could have moved. Like she could have she could have tried to get closer to her friends. Because the their object for defeating these robots after unloading a million bullets towards the robot, because not one of those people was aiming. That one dude with the M16 thought he was Arnold Schwarzenegger and he was, you know, it was. Oh, yeah. Did we mention the lack of regulation on guns because they bought it? They stole an M16 from the mall. From the mall. And it's seemingly endless rounds. 
Yeah, man. A revolver, a shotgun, and an M16. <laughs> you know, just your standard mall pickup. The two or three shots that hit the robot out of the 500 they shot did zero damage. So they had a great plan. Not even leave a mark. They threw propane tanks at it and shot the propane tanks. Also, didn't do anything. Not a single thing. Didn't even, didn't even scorch it. Didn't leave a soot. It was kind of incredible how resistant these these robots were to even dirt. The first <laughs> robot kill involved an, an elaborate plan of hooking propane tanks up to the top of an elevator. Still don't understand how that was supposed to work. Undoing, it did. undoing the button, working with the wiring yeah, just for like, some just reason. Just putting a screwdriver in the buttons for no reason. Finagling for a while out in the open. Another great thing about this was this was a multi-tiered mall, apparently four stories. Four and, or five. And they put one on one, two, and three. Listen, you're not coming in from the top. It is true. It is true. You if you, you have to get down to one in order to get out of a mall yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Especially how that one seems since it was a fucking tower. So there's they they probably could have just put all three on the first floor and went you know if you if you want to try to get out well I mean here's another thing you weren't getting out this law this this mall locked down like Fort Knox huge thick steel doors it only did that though <sighs> if there was people inside the robots were just like there's people here even after the one dude was like check out my ID badge and that guy the first non employee of the mall directly like well yes he worked at the furniture store but one of the kids that were fucking for the mall yeah one of the kids from the orgy the first one that died went out to get his girlfriend cigarettes from the oldest schoolist cigarette dispenser no regulations like young kids would not even understand what this machine is how would you even how would they could anybody buy cigarettes then yes because remember kids had to go buy cigarettes for their parents in the 80s and 90s done it yeah, so if you had parents that smoked and they were like, "Hey, go get me cigarettes." You would go you would have to be able to go get them. So you'd go to the machine, you'd put in some change, you'd push a button or whatever. It was like one of the fucking machines at outside of like diners that you get toys in. Same basic thinking. You put yeah, you some put change the coins in, in, push the slot and pull it out, you got a pack of cigarettes. Exactly. So you do that and then you go and take it to your parents. Now, the thing is, if a cop sees you with it and you're not of anywhere near legal smoking age, they'd be like, who are those for? And you would just say, my parents. And they'd my be like, mom. okay. Good good boy. Nice, healthy pack of cigarettes for your mom. Good, good job. She's going to live a long, healthy life. Anyway, so that guy had the best death of all of them. I mean, the janitor getting electrocuted was kind of funny. Uh, it was. That was the most creative way of using a taser, shooting it into a milkshake and then setting it on fire or charging it or whatever. But- Oh, and then saying their tagline, because the robots did have a tagline. Have a nice day? Yes. The man buying the cigarettes, though, the the robot puts him to sleep and then calmly walks over and just goes, pinch, (laughs) and just pinches him on the neck. That's what you have to understand. Most of this movie was watching large robots gingerly pinch people that were on the ground. To death. It would just it would immobilize them, immobilize them in some way, and then pinch them to death. This this these robots always double tapped. They always confirmed <laughs> the kill. 
Except for the one time they didn't. Yeah, that guy's girlfriend came out to find out where he was with her cigarettes and it blew her head off. Oh, yeah, yeah, they didn't have to confirm that one. But, but that was after it shot her in the butt 15 times. Which leads me to believe that these robots were enjoying themselves and toned down the lasers just to like have the thrill of the chase. And then when she realized that there was nothing she could do, decided, you know what? We're going to overclock it and we're going <laughs> to blow up her head. Yeah, this movie was fantastic. I mean, it did stick to like the rules of horror films. Like everybody who had sex was dead. You're right. The people who didn't have sex did survive. Yeah. But that girl wanted to. Oh, she totally that did. That kid was just too nerdy. He's too nerdy, too afraid. Just really loved that furniture store. Skipping all the way to the end, because we ain't got time to talk about the whole movie. This is a fantastic movie. It's fun. It was a fun day. Check it out. You'll laugh. Torturing Jared. But at the very end, the one kid gets a, a fire extinguisher just chucked at him. He gets knocked out. We're 100% positive he's dead. He's sitting in like a pool of blood. I thought that he was alive. He hit a trash can. He was a giant pool of blood. Well, yeah, because, you know, that you, you need to fool the, the, and he the robot. And on like a mall's linoleum floor, which everybody knows are hard as fuck. They're harder than normal, like, cement. He He's dead for all intents and purposes for the rest of the movie. The the final girl of this film, who no introduction, had barely any lines for the most part, aside from when she was like, oh, I was raised by a Marine dad. So she's the only one that could shoot the gun accurately, also without aiming it, but she hit what she was aiming at. She blows the robot up in a paint store. <laughs> the final robot. I don't remember what happened to the one. The, the one, one got blown got, up in the, the elevator. Got, the, the elevator trick fucking worked. <laughs> the elevator <laughs> trick worked. That made no sense. Killed one robot. The other one. She blew one up. They blew one up with the paint store. No. The, the other one. one <laughs> it's no, you missed your favorite death. They used the mirrors and then left them behind. Because what do, What can beat? Oh, that's right. The robot shot lasers? itself with a mirror. Yeah. you Mares can, can beat lasers because you just bounce it right back. And it shot itself. And then it spun around shooting. <laughs> that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. I'm sorry. We did. We missed the the worst the one. Married the married couple. couple. The one that we thought for sure might win because he was so heroic and she was uh, whatever. I don't know. So she were, capable, apparently. She was capable, too. They really harked on the fact that she was better than him at everything. <laughs> the robot is spinning around, freaking out, and for zero reason, while it's like just shooting its laser beam wildly, they decide to just stand there. Just right in the middle. Right in front of it. She takes a, a laser to the gut, which she probably could have survived. Probably could have. But um, she was insta-dead. Insta-dead. And and as his revenge, he hops on a scooter. A Zamboni. A Zamboni. <laughs> it, looked like a, it looked like a mini Zamboni. Hops on a Zamboni with his M16 in order to joust this clearly electrified because there's you know 80s lightning surrounding it yeah robot that's spinning and, and shooting laser beams and he charges directly at it at three miles an hour just to get electrocuted feet and die <laughs> and the robot just does its thing until it finally fades out yeah that's so unnecessary were these deaths the greatest part was the fact that he went 15 feet 
<laughs> at three miles an hour. <laughs> he was already right next to the road. Like, charging at it was, there's no point. Like, if he wanted to die, he could have just, like, stood there for a little bit longer. Like his wife. Yeah. Those two, they killed themselves. They, they did not did. get killed by the that robot. Was, All they had to do was leave. The robot was done. That was <laughs> definitely just not suicide. Be there. They could have taken any cover and both been perfectly fine, lived long, happy lives. <laughs> but the part that Jared loved the most, because he, he now is like, I thought he was alive, but he was definitely like, that guy died from that? And the rest of the movie- Because I was confused. <laughs> convinced that guy was dead. The girl blows it up at the paint store, saves the day, and then the guy's just like there shrugging like, oh, what happened? <laughs> when she turns into Rambo, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he just gives her one of those like old school like 80s like oh no kind of things like mental stress <laughs> like that kind of moment little shrug and smile is just, just like look there's blood on my head and then the movie's over yeah it was yeah no resolution oh <laughs> uh, i also gotta say i love when they were like Oh, uh, with all the damage we caused we're gonna be we're gonna owe them so much money we're gonna have to do a million jobs at this much money oh, yeah. like for for the next 20 years and we're like why would you be responsible you need to sue them all for the fact that they're killer indestructible robots no no they're non-lethal killer indestructible so, yeah they're robots. non-lethal killer nigh indestructible robots there's no way they could have ever thought that the robot would think that their little pinchy arms for opening doors that they weren't supposed to they open. Why did they even have arms? They shouldn't have had arms. They had arms so they, they could pinch your throat. Or was that to like restrain your hands? They were not. No, they're definitely for pinching throats. Because <laughs> they were perfect throat. They width. didn't need the, They didn't need to restrain you because they had the little knockout darts. That's true. You would be unconscious and then it would call the police <laughs> from the from the on-site landline. That's what it was. It needed to pick up the phone and dial. Oh, can we also talk? Oh, no, about no, because no, because they basically described cell phones, but there yeah. wasn't. The robot could just link to the police department somehow. Yeah, and talk to it directly. But another another great thing is when the phone rang, because apparently when you call the mall, it <laughs> rings every single payphone. Not just that one. Just the one, one that they were standing payphone. at. Uh, he's like, "Is Leroy there? No, he's not. Stop calling me." <laughs> just hung up that was it there's no point to that scene at all None. oh it's so classic so Such classic movie just no. know that it took itself seriously but you shouldn't yeah if you do you're gonna be upset but yeah. outside of that fantastic movie. i'll give i'll give i'll give it like a like a not taking it seriously just pure comedy and stuff like that i'll give it like a good like a 7.8 <laughs> it's a great i'd watch it again i would watch it again but it, ironically yeah. i'd watch it only ironically yeah which is how this was because this was like a like a you made me watch anime i'm gonna make you watch horror movies but i'm not gonna give you good ones exactly which i prefer so we followed that up with another fantastic movie from 1995 i thought it was 1993 that's what that's what amazon said Amazon's liars. Apparently. Amazon's a liar. Classic movie, Ice Cream Man, which I saw as a child in 1995. I've never even heard of this movie before. Never heard of it before that day. It's a it's a fantastic movie directed by Paul Norman, starring none other than Clint Howard, Ron Howard's brother. Clint Howard 
is more than just Ron Howard's brother. He is famous enough on his own. Not in great movies, but in movies. Here's the thing. Like, you can accomplish a lot, but if your brother accomplished more, you're still just his brother. (laughs) The Ice Cream Man starts off with a young boy witnessing an ice cream man be murdered by the mob. And I know what you might think. This is going to be a ghost story. It is not. No, not even a little bit. I mean, that was a classic way to set up a haunting, a, a paranormal movie. No. The ice cream man, that boy is just, uh, apparently that drives him crazy. And so he has to go into. I think he was crazy before that. He calmly ate ice cream that, he that had some of the guy's blood the on. No, he had blood on his head. Oh, okay. That's I don't think was. there was blood on the push pop. How did he have blood on him then? He was far away. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. It was a lot of blood too. Like it was, it was a lot of blood, but it was as if it was dripping out of his head, which I was very confused by. Yeah. Did he take a bullet? No, I, I don't, don't think, think so. He was just weird. So then, we, we fast forward to the future, and the ice cream man. Fast forward to the future of 1995. There's a bunch of kids. Uh, there's a kid with a pillow in his shirt. That's tuna. <laughs> That's the fat kid tuna with the pillow. In it. It's poor, clearly a pillow in his shirt. It's square. Kid. Yeah, this there is a he has a rectangle body because of a pillow, and everybody comments how fat he is. And his two best friends, who apparently make him order their ice cream every time, so I guess so that he looks like the fat it's one. Three and not best them. friends. Three best friends. Whatever. The three. The one kid barely exists in the movie at some point. <laughs> There's what little Paul. Was Little Paul, Racer, and Heather. Yeah, she didn't get a nickname. She didn't have a cool name. They should have just called her The Girl. The, yeah. <laughs> the guy girl of the group. They're like, it's it's Tuna. Oh, what was the name of their Paul, what was their Racer, name of their little club? The because Rocketeers. The Rocketeers. Because at some point their one friend disappears for a whole twenty four hours and they've decided to replace him. Oh yeah. They get they get real serious about finding him and then just go, Well, just in case. We have a new opening. <laughs> You want to be a rocketeer? And he's like, I kind of want to just not be fucking terrified anymore, but sure, I'll be a rocketeer. Yeah, I'm so happy that I was, everybody thought I was kidnapped, but I was just hiding in the woods for a week and a half to not be kidnapped. I, I, I think he was gone for like two days. But still, he was just like the, hiding. He would have hid there forever if yeah. Fat Tuna didn't accidentally stumble upon him. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, gra- the greatest part about this is like the reason Tuna was fat was for two reasons. One, so that, so that he can, can always, so that he can always be like just behind everybody and have a difficulty, and so everyone can call him fat. Well, I mean that part was important because if it wasn't for the fact that he was having difficulty keeping up with everybody, he wanted to stumbled upon the ice cream man taking his friend little Paul. But they could have done it without putting a pillow in this kid's <laughs> fucking shirt. You know what? That's fat shaming. As a fat man, I feel like they should have used the fat actor. They should have. Should have used the fat kid actor. It's also meaner to make a fat skinny kid, but then they needed him to just instantly get skinny because of him not eating ice cream every day anymore. Because this place could have tried harder. Made they it, basically made a fat had kid ice skinny. cream on demand, but if they only knew what the inside of this ice cream truck looked like, because it was covered in roaches. Did it actually the look most like the, that? Like I don't like. There was so much blood in the fucking ice cream all the goddamn time. Yeah, it was really hard to tell if like because like we noticed it. Like there was like a weird ethereal theme whenever we were with the ice cream man himself. 
where it's like you don't know if this is some sort of like weird delusion psychotic delusional dream or if it actually is real gregory gregory tudor is his name yes my yeah because he was like sort of living in some weird fantasy yeah and then it wasn't as ethereal when it was the kids yeah the kids just looked like a normal 90s movie like everything was like normal like there was no weird kind of like haze over everything everything just looked like a tv movie honestly but if it was reality there's there's like roaches he, he only ever had like one or two flavors of ice cream but he did have about four buckets full of blood and organs and body parts oh no my personal favorite is the that cutest the, mouse ever oh yeah yeah very that was cute the mouse. most adorable mouse in the whole world my favorite part about his ice cream truck and just his ice cream business in general he has one flavor no he had two no he had one flavor. at one point he hard had two. pack hard pack hard oh, pack. that's right he had one flavor of hard pack. He had all these different types of ice cream. The hard pack could get switched out, though, because he had Rocky Road, which was just chocolate ice cream. Yeah. The fact that <laughs> no one on the team knew what any ice cream looked like. And and then the fact that... And then there was... Um, oh, oh, what the hell was it? Like Butter brickle? Yeah, butter brickle, which was just vanilla. It was just vanilla. <laughs> just vanilla. When And then like I thought that was because like the name of the ice cream man that got murdered, that he took it from the ice cream king. Yeah. Uh, I thought his name, his last name was, was brickle, brickle. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, so that's just his special blend. No, that's a real ice cream blend. <laughs> like blend or flavor, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they, they had no idea what ice cream was supposed to look like. They probably it was only just hard gotta... pack or like 15 different flavors of bomb pops because it was basically <laughs> what all of the novelty ones were. They're just different kinds of that. And then they had like the the push pops yeah, and push pops, push a lot pops of push pops. Shit. I want a push pop. So always orange. It was always an orange one. Isn't that the only flavor? No, I thought I they had like... ever. Remember. I've never had a different flavor of push pop. Could have swore they had a red one and an orange one and probably some I've only ever when I was growing up, I only one. ever had the orange Flintstone one. Yeah, the Flintstone ones were the most popular. Uh, Jerry's going to look up what kind of push pop. I'm going to look up push pop ice cream. <laughs> It'd be funny if it's like one. There's one flavor of push pop. Orange sorbet. Red, orange, and purple. I never had purple. They also I had. For sure never had purple. One that had three flavors in one. I have had those. Those ones I do remember now. This one looks like a tongue. What is that even for? I don't know. They need to bring push pops back, though. Yeah, and they have bomb pops, which they called something different. I think it was just called firework pops or something. Yeah, they had like a weird name for it. But yeah, orange, orange, purple, and red were the flavors. Hmm. But everybody only ever ordered orange. Um, and no well, one nobody ever ordered, ordered anything by flavor. They ordered hard pack or they ordered, I don't even know what they said. I think they just called them whatever the firecracker pop one was. But yeah. they, that didn't always just be what they got. Yeah. I think they called it like a rocket pop or bomb pop or something like that. Also, um, the first time they meet the ice cream man, they do not give him money. Yeah. What just happened? I don't know. That was weird. That was super weird. That's the ghost in your house that we're going to talk about later. Um, the first, yeah, they either gave him no money or they gave him pennies. Yeah. Like, basically, there was like three nickels and a, and a dime, I think, the one time. I was amazed. I wish that's how much ice cream cost. I don't even remember growing up in the 90s it costing that little it was at least a dollar. Is uh, no, I think you can get some stuff for like fifty. It was cents. at least a dollar, and that kid bought like five ice creams for like for forty three cents. Like it was yeah. crazy. <laughs> like inflation really, really shows when you watch movies like this. But I guess when you have a possibility, well, after 
one of the children go missing. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was little Paul finally. Because I think it was the police didn't start investigating until till Tuna was like, it was the ice cream man. Well, no. So they have to the, they have there, to ask him. There was because uh, there was Uncle Touchy cleaning up the park. Oh yeah, go touchy. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Uncle Touchy cleaning up the park, and then the first kid goes missing, and then that's when they're like, "We don't want you outside, except for all the times we're gonna let you be outside." Which honestly, actually, at this point, the ice cream man had only murdered Uncle Touchy, and he was kind of a hero. Yeah, and then he kidnapped a little kid to turn into his protege. Which, but like he was nice. He just kept him locked in a weird room. Honestly, it seemed like the ice cream man was being like it was setting it up that the ice cream man is actually the hero of the story for a little bit. That didn't happen. It's not. <laughs> no, it's not how it ends at all. And then we get like these weird little glimpses of like his life in a hospital, and that explains why he has plastic dandelions everywhere because he lives. He rents both space. His home slash the ice cream parlor that is sort of in the same yard. I don't understand how that worked because he had a store. Like yeah. he had a store and he had a truck. Yeah, yet, that makes sense. Yet he rented it from someone who lived in a trailer right next to it on what seemed like his store's property. <laughs> it would have made mm. more sense. If she rented that from him. How about the fact that he watered those plastic flowers? Oh, yeah. And they talked about how beautiful they were and how do you get them so nice. I mean, the cops were just being dicks. No (laughs) bad days. No bad days. Yeah. Also, can we talk about the fact that they were injecting like 14 ounces of weird green goo into his head? That that makes you happier. And, And they're just telling him no bad days. And that's what made him a good person, and he was allowed to be released mm-hmm. because, for whatever reason, he was in that hospital for his whole life. For a very long time. From, like, 11 to, like, 46. <laughs> <laughs> and then he became an ice cream man, just like the ice cream man he watched gunned down in the 40s? Yeah, because that's, that's not a red flag, even in the slightest. <laughs> well, he loved ice cream that much. I went to the hospital because I saw an ice cream man get killed. All right, you're out of the hospital. What do you want to do? I want to be an ice cream man. Be an ice cream man. (laughs) Be like, I don't think you're over that event. (laughs) Let's let's keep doing. Also, when did that guy become his idol? I don't know, man. After you watched him die? Never talked about. Never talked about. He made it seem like he had like a deep relationship with this man. Once again. Very similar to the relationship that he made with little Paul. Whatever the lowest form of horror after B-horror could be is what this movie is there's no character development they tried they tried, they tried. Th- there's almost there's almost some but for they the most also, part there's not they do a really good job of setting up the the the, the skinny preppy good looking for a kid like, like that kind of like oh look at my 90s swoopy hair and my, my 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 shoes and i'm so fast setting him up as like he's gonna be the main character because he talks to the girl and the camera follows him the most and then nope tuna tuna tuna, tuna witness, main character tuna's <laughs> witnesses his friend get murdered slash a well he just got kidnapped yeah finds the other kidnapped boy who wasn't kidnapped and then he leads the charge for why the kids need to stop the ice cream man. Tries to lead the charge. Try, tries to lead the His friends definitely are in charge, but tries to lead the charge slash 
convince them that they should just abandon their quest with their greatest super part about amazing it. rockets. Greatest part about it was he was so about catching the ice cream man. So about saving little Paul, figuring everything out. But the moment that it involved riding your bike to go try to do anything, so against it. It's immediately like, guys, we can I can't, and we should just turn back and like maybe we shouldn't try to find little Paul. Yeah, like he abandons the whole group for a little bit. And then then they catch back up. And the ice cream man's just giving ice cream cones it's to the cemetery. He catches up because he's fat. The cemetery, he just gives him ice cream. The whole cemetery. There are so many weird little things. But yeah, um, Kyle didn't mention it. There was rockets on all their bikes because they're rocketeers, like best, model rockets. Best rockets ever. They Apparently, they're pointed straight up. But if you see a police car and you panic and you shoot a rocket at it, it will torpedo directly into their engine bay somehow. <laughs> These kids were, uh, were incredible engineers. Pointed like, up, but it shot straight. Is I, I loved it. I didn't know it. It didn't make any sense, but I didn't even try to figure it out. I stopped trying to do the science on that one uh, right away. Uh, also, how about the fact that Tuna's dad is cheating on his mom with a super hot lady that wants to also bang wants the, the shit out of the ice cream, the ice cream man. man so bad. And then he brings her a super awesome gift, but she doesn't want it. So he cuts her head off. And by a super awesome gift, we mean he cuts Tuna's, Tuna's dad's, dad's head, head off, off, puts it into a waffle cone, the, the massive waffle massive. cone. You know, he just has head-sized waffle cones and in the car. And gives the it to her as, well, he has the waffle cone maker. He burned him with it first, remember? That's how he got him in the van. He burned him, pulled him in with it. That is true. That is true. Definitely wasn't big enough to make that waffle cone. No, like you would have to make that in sections. Anyway, gives her the greatest Sunday of all time, which is a head ice cream. And then just murders her. Uh, those were completely unnecessary murders. I think it's because she wanted him and or there's no reason. There's there was no reason. no reason for those ones. None reason whatsoever. Also, you got to love how like the ice cream man, because, you know, once again, didn't seem like he cared about killing the kids at first. Seemed like he just cared about killing. He was not going to kill pedophile. the kids. The kids. He didn't want to kill the kids until Tuna A. Witnessed him and wouldn't talk to him. And ran away. Because he was like, hey, dude, wait, come back. Talk to me. Talk to me. And he's like, wait, wait, you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't. And then she was like, fuck you, man. And runs away. Totally fucking remembered his shoes. And on though. the way, he's, yeah, on the way, he, yeah, but also he knows his name. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> knows his shoes. He's like, he yells, I know where you live. But then, then they have to by. leave. They have to leave the shoes as a plot point for how he discovers where he lives. He already knew. Yeah. The shoe thing was just weird. Like, who leaves their shoes outside? But Tuna's mom's like, take your shoes off outside. Like, I don't care how nice your house is. There's no reason to leave your shoes. Unless, like, they're caked in mud and you're like, I need to clean these with a hose later. There's no reason to leave your shoes, like your kid's sneakers, outside. On your front porch. That's how you don't have sneakers anymore. They were also the only shoes there. So they only made him do it. (laughs) Which is even more fucked up. I mean, I know you have a terrible relationship and really everything is like, you know, let's just get the kid out of here quick enough so that we can go back to yelling at each other. The husband was definitely wearing shoes in there because he was wearing yeah. his dress shoes in the house. Yeah. I think she was wearing shoes also. <laughs> she <laughs> just, just like, yelled at him. Take your shoes off outside. It's like, cause Leave him touched- there so the ice cream man can find you even though he told you he knows where you live. <laughs> and then the dad just being like, 
fucking ice cream man. Well, to be fair, the ice cream man did say he was going to kill his parents. He just didn't kill his mom. That is true. That's true. Which is good because like... That kid would have nobody. He'd have nobody. But also, at the end, why the fuck was he so happy? Like, his dad got decapitated. Nothing was resolved. There's no. There's zero result. His dad and Racer's brother, and they were all just like, hell yeah, high five, we got him. And Racer's brother's girlfriend? And Racer's who, brother's who girlfriend? Got she got it. She got it from the so back. gross. <laughs> no, she got stabbed in the chin. Oh, no, I was talking about when, when Racer's brother banged her from the back oh, oh yeah in the, the pictures the, because the like apparently they couldn't make it through this movie without showing someone naked it's it's a horror movie it has to be done it is the rule so but they did it in the best way they're like they just steal a camera to take pictures of the ice cream truck that's covered in blood but there's no other evidence other than that so honestly it could have been cherry syrup or grenadine like he said I was to the say, lady yeah, he said it was grenadine so that could have been valid could could have been he's he's a very sloppy man makes a mess everywhere no in in either of the movies we watched nobody would pass the guidelines for food safety actually speaking of that though yo you're right there was definitely body parts and rodents and bugs in that truck. But she couldn't find anything. But when any she of it. took pictures, there was nothing in there. Yeah. Also, apparently, the chain lock, Tuna, super good at breaking free from. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tuna is basically like a. He's basically like. A, is it cats can do it where as long as your head can fit through, their body can fit through? I guess. Because he was chained in a freezer and was like, I'm free. <laughs> I like your idea of that was the invention of cool sculpting, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where it froze the fat and then he you know massaged massaged it down, yeah, and that's how he got skinny at the end. That has to be what happened. <laughs> cool sculpting. Oh, but it was it was so fun. There were so many things. I have to mention this. So most of the people who died kind mm. of brought it onto themselves. Oh yeah, it was a pedophile. Deserved it. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, Racer's brother was like, I'm going to be a cop. Let me do cop things. Don't call the real cops. He deserved The real cops did do next to nothing. Yeah, but that's why they became puppets. They were very, very bad at their jobs. The puppet scene felt like it lasted too long, but also yes. the perfect amount of time. Because it's like, are you telling me these kids are kind of buying it? <laughs> like, that's what it, it the looks on their faces when the ice cream man is puppeting dead decapitated heads was like how did he fashion that like when did he fashion that he had it on with the scooper and he did but the mouths were moving he i don't know he maybe he put a, a stick stuck a stick up put that there and then he would click the scooper it was amazing and when he clicked the scooper it would make the thing move and then that would make the, the he did a whole, a whole puppet show pretending to be the police telling the kids to trust the ice cream man who now does want to murder them. Oh, yeah. Very quick 180. Well, they brought they brought a lot of heat to him, including a man with a gun who wasn't a cop. When he also, uh, Ice Cream Man, fucking best hide-and-seek player ever. Great. Also, <laughs> fucking hide, plain sight. Take, you know, there's pictures on the wall. Fucking take a picture frame, put it around your face, the face that the guy's looking for. Put it around it. And just stand there looking weird and then just kill him when his back is turned. This movie was great. Another 10 out of 10 for me. I I, I do have to mention this, though. I have nostalgia for this movie. I have to say, because we were talking about the ethereal this with the 14 fucking ounces of green goo going into the head. Mm -hmm. When they went to that fucking hospital, when the, the, police, co when the, the cops detectives? finally were like, you know what? 
that ice cream man is really fucking weird. Let's look into him, even though we didn't find anything. When they just broke everything in his fucking store. Didn't look for anything. With an axe. Just broke everything. <laughs> the the one cop purposely holding it way too high above his head so he can hit stuff on the ceiling. Just that literally was- all the evidence they needed was A, in the truck, and B, in this back room that they just didn't go into. That there was like a piece of cardboard in front of a hole. The cops are literally like, we're going to look for any hidden panel, any anything. And what do they do? Hit, Not look for anything. They're hitting picture frames with an axe. Like maybe the, kid is, maybe the kid is back here. Let's break this picture frame. But no. So when the just two detectives were like, we're going to go to this hospital. And they go to the hospital that the ice cream man was at and it's not bright and airy and ethereal and it's still there's still vials with 14 ounces of goo in it but it is a haunted house well wait 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 it's not a haunted house yet at first it's normal it's normal spooky-ish insane asylum whatever a different doctor's there a, diff- a new doctor is the head of the doctory stuff there, and then he's like, "I gotta go do an operation," and they're like, "Oh, that's As okay." Someone is screaming, just screaming so upstairs, as, as they should do. They go and they they check on it, and then it is literally a high school haunted house. Yeah, it's the walls are painted black. Like There's, my high school used to have, I don't know if yours did. I don't know if the, no. this catches for you. My high school would actually host a haunted house for like the neighborhood to come to. Mine did not do that. Okay, so then you didn't understand what I meant when I said because you know multi floor haunted house with like they would go into different rooms and there'd be like little scenes set up. Like I participated in it. Yeah. So I mean, I've seen those haunted houses before, even though I don't like haunted houses. I've I've seen them. Okay. But I've 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 never been like a part of one where I had to like do something. Okay. Yeah, like my school used to do that. So it was exactly what those would look like. Yeah, like I said, painted black walls. Painted black with walls like with like bats and stuff. And friggin' like glow in the dark paint. This is hell and turn back. And like all the stereotypical haunted house things that you can imagine. The doctor from the beginning is dead with a needle sticking in. Well, he wasn't dead. He was muttering to himself. He was like lobotomized, basically. Lobotomized with the needle of goo sticking out of his head, telling everybody how there's no bad days. Yeah. And you, you can totally tell that the prisoners are are ta- have taken over. Sorry, the patients. The patients have taken over. And the comps seem to care very little. Yeah, they're just casually trying to not get touched by them as they walk out, and they're getting jump scared by the haunted house actors. Except for the two guys that were both sitting on the toilet together. That was that's goals though. That was they. They were just they were just hanging out side by side, pooping in the toilets together with the door open, just to be creepy to the cops. And there was another toilet, and I think they were playing cards on it. Yeah, <laughs> my personal favorite is the guy who looked like he wandered on set. And he just like, he just walked in and was like, oh, and then just walked back out. <laughs> <laughs> the one cop gets lost. You just hear gunfire, and then he just casually walks out later, and it's like, what he happened? He didn't get lost. He purposely separated. He <laughs> he was like what? he was like, you go back to the car. I'm gonna radio go upstairs. it in. And he was just apparently gonna be like, I just want to look around. And he just kept pushing people because they would get they would get they haunted were surrounded. Ha- they would get haunted house close to him, 
Like they would get right up in front of them. Not and go touching like, haunted house. Like regular haunted house. And like somebody would bump him slightly and he would, because of that, shove the shit out of a person. And like that was the only time he would touch people. Other than that, he would just like, oh, nope, away from you. Away this from is you. another one of those scenes that lasted way too long. So long. It was so long. It was it was crazy. Like it was a good five minutes of the fucking movie was them just walking through this haunted house. The one guy took a really long time to get out, even though it's like you you just walked. I want to know who he shot. Like six gunshots went off while like you were outside with the other guy. When he when he took out his gun, my first thought was it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Where <laughs> where Danny Vito was like, and then I started blasting, and then he started shooting. <laughs> that you can't put yourself in that situation for apparently no reason he wasn't looking for information he wasn't like i need to go get his file maybe he was just trying to see if there was any doctors left you could just make an educated decision at that point the smart thing to do would be like hey we're both gonna get out of here and we'll call more cops to deal with this (laughs) like more cops will come they can deal with this shit I'm not going to buy myself in my Miami Vice fucking get up, <laughs> walk around this, this haunted house, and then start shooting the people so that I can casually walk out. He must have found a fucking shortcut. Like, it was like a dungeon in a video game where it's like if you get to the end, there's that shortcut that goes right back to the beginning. Oh, yeah. Because he fired six shots and then was outside. Yeah. And you'd see the shots were on, like, the third floor. Yeah, he, he found like, a, oh, this bookcase. Oh, that bookcase that was knocked over at the beginning that I pop out right there if I just go down this stairwell. All right, cool. It was anyway, interesting. Fast, wave, uh, fast forward to the end of the movie so we can, can go on to our other fun stuff. Uh, Lil Paul, who had the whole time been having a blast learning how to make ice cream with this man. Like, it could have been a buddy film about an ice cream man who adopted a little kid and taught him how... To become an ice cream man, it would have been the same. It would have been fine. Yeah. Um, he he realized the ice cream man's actually going to kill his friends now, so he turns them on. Turn sorry, turns on him. <laughs> I was I was mixing sentences there because I was he pushes him into the ice cream mixer, which we've been warned is super sharp. You'll and lose use, your hand if you reach in there. And used for grinding cops into his ice cream. He yep. said that. Yeah. Yep, uh, pushes did. him into that, turns it on, and he gets obliterated into ice cream, and he saves the day, and then he's the only one who doesn't have a good time afterwards because now he's in a dark room with a spotlight on him turning... Fucking hand-churning ice cream. Hand-churning ice cream. The cycle continues, and then Tuna wasn't fat. Yeah, and then Tuna <laughs> wasn't fat, and they high fived, and this is the end of this great buddy film. <laughs> and fucking little Paul was full on replaced. <laughs> fucking uh, new Goonies or something. I don't know. Uh, it was. It so, was, so what do you give it? This one was an eight and a half for pure enjoyability. <laughs> like this is a must watch. And definitely don't take it seriously. Bad horror films are sometimes the best ones. You don't watch them because you want serious score. Anything good. Once it's like two and a half. I'll give it above chopping ball because, you know, like some things were interesting, like cinema, like some of the cinematography was pretty good. Um, But like if you're if you're a serious movie person, it's a two, two and a half. If you're if you're going into it to have fun, eight and a half. Yeah. Ten out of ten. Um, 
zero out of ten if you think you're gonna actually watch a horror film. It's a none. <laughs> if you like writing, yeah, zero out of ten. How did you enjoy the experience of me forcing you into this? Which you wasn't really forced. You just sat down on my couch and didn't leave. You had every opportunity to watch. I did. Away. Yeah, you didn't. I was say still you going to watch, to watch these. those movies no matter what. <laughs> that was my plan. Then, well, I was watching Chopping Mall definitely. Yeah, and then because you were still there, I was like, I'm going to continue this. Yeah, <laughs> just found another bad movie that I knew. And then I was like, all right, now I have to go yeah. after because I would have done it again. I would have kept going because you were looking. You were looking for a third one, but luckily, I got out. <laughs> So uh, uh, the experience of that. It was enjoyable. Like I said, I gave the one for enjoyability of what? I gave it a seven and a half and an eight and a half. Yeah. Very enjoyable. So an overall score of a seven and of, 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 of an eight. It was basically a, what? A 16? Yeah. Out of 20. Yeah. Yeah. This is enjoyability. Yeah. It was a great film. It was a, it was a great fun day of watching movies. It's like how even though I told you I had a terrible time that one day you made me watch like 17 anime scenes. And then I was like, "Kind of oh, wish yeah, I finished watched, that one." When we watched Scissor Seven, yeah. Oh no, no, not that one. I mean, I watched that was funny enough. That was like some Shin Chan stuff. I, I that's poop and fart. Oh, jokes. you're talking about when I made you watch all the the tournament arcs, and you were like, "Kind of want to know how that one <laughs> ended." <laughs> yeah, you were like, "I kind of want to know how it ends." Yeah. No, it was fun. It was fun. It's enjoyable. I, I I would suggest them to people. Don't pay for them, but like if oh, you no, have, yeah. if you have Amazon Prime, just use that. Yeah, if you can watch them for free, do that. Which is not free, but it's free. It's free-ish. As long as you watch a couple movies, it technically pays for itself. Yeah, you watch good movies so that it's paid for, so those aren't the only movies you watch on your Prime that month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to get suggested weird shit. <laughs> but on to more serious news. Jay's house is haunted as fuck. Apparently. He says that. I don't think it is. I think my old house was more haunted. I don't believe in ghosts. I'll preface that. that This is a paranormal podcast where we talk about ghosts, but we do it in a skeptical light uh, because we want to believe and aside from the fact that recently I've been having some weird experiences, I still choose to not believe. Only thing I believe in is my demon. We were here recording an episode of the podcast the one day. And these go on for a really long time sometimes. Sometimes very late into the night. There's some goofing around. There's some dinner getting. There's some some overall discussing of how we want the shows to go. And just things that take a long time. We all end up using the bathroom like two or three times. You know, it, it takes a while. And this is where the ghost happens during the bathroom break. So everyone is asleep in the house. We're down in the basement shooting the podcast. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I go upstairs where his dog is. Cause Cass has to stay up there. Cause we've tried him to be on the show before his little, little fun thing when we did video and, he doesn't like it, and also he's loud as, as fuck. I was going to say, yeah, on other on other <clears throat> shows that we have done, you can hear him in the background frequently. Sometimes upstairs. Uh, you can still hear him because he's that loud. Or yeah. banging on the door because nobody told us they let him out. Yeah. And I go up and I'm like, hey, Cass, blah, blah, blah. And I go to pet him and I look back at his dark living room where his mom is no longer at because she tried to be like, maybe it was me. And I'm like, it definitely was not you. And I see a pale white arm reach up from laying down on the couch and just wave at me and then go back down. So I peed and I didn't go back upstairs again uh, until the next time I was here and it was daytime. <laughs> and I was like, Jared, there's something upstairs. And you said that other people have said it. Yeah. My daughter, family. my daughter thinks that the place is haunted. Um, She, she says that she sees some things and then, 
there's the whole thing where like music random like play like music players randomly just start playing music. Um, Your Wi-Fi doesn't work. I think that's a sign of ghost. Yeah, my Wi-Fi doesn't want to work. Does not ever work. I mean, I will say I'm right next to the river, and the odds that people have been killed and thrown in that river near my house probably pretty high. <laughs> the, the all right. So the part like, I was going to say the scariest part, but I, I keep saying there's no ghosts. Um, the part that really freaked me out was the fact that it was pale white and like I could see the whole thing and it was pitch black upstairs. There was nothing to make a light on what was there. It was making its own light. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's the theory that a car drove by and the reflection because I have plexiglass on my stairs. Uh, not plexiglass. Well, it is like plexiglass. Yeah. Plexiglass on the stairs and uh you know possibly reflections and refraction made it look and like shot that. it to your couch no could have i don't know no. i would love to believe that um, <laughs> you're like i would i would i would feel more easy in this house if that if i can if i can recreate that yeah yeah i definitely won't go upstairs alone in the dark anymore um i might have to hold kyle's hand to go pee yes yes you do <laughs> yeah no i mean like i said my old house was directly across from a cemetery and which that, I found out recently at a bookstore and I found a book of local haunting spots that that cemetery was haunted. And that makes a lot of sense because I hated leaving your house at night. So did I. I used to hate walking past that cemetery anytime the sun was down. I like, just thought it just like gave a weird vibe off. I know for me. I was just like, oh, maybe it's just like it's a little sketchy here. It wasn't. But and I, like, in, there's and, a police department literally right next to your house. Yeah. So there wasn't really that sketchy. But like I was just like, maybe that's what that feeling is. Maybe there's. Whatever, I'm just catching a bad vibe because I'm good at checking vibes, and I think it was the the cemetery. <laughs> yeah, no, it was totally the cemetery. That cemetery was just always creepy. Every single person would say they're like, "I feel really uncomfortable." The fact that the 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 people that built my development were like, right "We don't need we don't cemetery. need any we don't need any streetlights in between the parking lot and the cemetery or the parking lot and the houses. Let's just leave it completely dark the whole way." past the cemetery we don't want to wake up the dead people so let's not put any lights there yeah i mean that's pretty kind of them actually yeah i I guess but yeah so you'd have to walk in like sheer darkness past the cemetery and it was just it was just creepy like it just it just there's like this they took it down but there was like this weird dead gnarled tree they got rid of the tree they got rid of the tree that was part of the ghost story thing in that book that i found that's they're talking about how the tree was a part of it probably more ghosts in the neighborhood now because they pissed off the ghost then but i used well, to how see about the fact that, that our house. friend that moved in after like you had some but he had like apparently a constant stream of things happening to him oh yeah where he would like hear things moving around and like things like upstairs when he was downstairs and then downstairs when he was upstairs and he heard full conversations and stuff there's the theory that that my demon is scarier than ghosts, so ghosts stay away from me. I don't believe that's a theory. This the- that's your theory. It's my theory. You are the only person with that theory. Guardian demon is totally a theory that I think is correct. And, you know, I I, I think that that's that's just how it is. I'm if you have a shark in a pool, what is gonna fight your dolphins for you? No, I'm no, I'm saying if you have okay. Why if, is there a shark in your pool? If you, uh, I'm I'm like a man-made body of water. All right, if you if you have a bunch of mean fish, like if there's a bunch of muskies and like and like like other thing pikes and things like that, and you're like, oh man, there's so many mean fish in here. But then you bring a shark in there, you're all of the other fish are gonna be like, what? 
What is that huge thing? What is that? It's eating Phil. Why is this happening? They're, they're going to be more afraid. You bring a bigger fish in, the other fish are going to scatter. And that's what happens when my demon shows up. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's why it only happens to you, my daughter, everyone but me. I have nothing but good vibes in this said house. anything here? No, aside from she has also witnessed the things just randomly start playing music in this house. That's crazy. Yeah. That could just be your shitty Wi-Fi. Could be. Our Wi-Fi is really bad. Your Alexa is also very disobedient. Very, very. Yeah, That I think that's just she has like issues with me. And your your special Wi-Fi lights uh, refuse to do what you asked them to do today. Yeah, they're very, very, uh, very assholish today. It's but also, pissing me off. Ghosts do mess with electronics, so could be, could be Wi-Fi, could be ghosts. You got ghosts in your Wi-Fi. Hey, that's why we need fiber optics. <laughs> um, and so I also thought today though it'd be fun to wrap this up. In a, a similar way to how we run Run Runners. Now, we don't have a lot of time left, so I'm going to make, I'm only going to do one. Let's do one. We're going to do one. Uh, I, I looked up some fun headlines that involve paranormal stuff. If you don't know what Run Runners is, it's where we read the clickbait, so you don't have to. And so I found a spooky one, and I'm going to go with this one specifically because this one's the better of them. I had four originally picked, but then we really got into talking about Ice Cream Man. That went on. <laughs> Uh, it's a great both, movie both of the movies we talked about for a while they were both really fun uh but here, here's the headline this is from newsweek from newsweek stormy daniel says non-human thing with tentacles haunted her former home so like an eldritch terror yes okay. haunted the porn star who banged donald trump do we have to say allegedly I thought it was proved that they had sex. Alleg- the alleged stuff was the blackmail. Okay. Okay. Yes. Stormy Daniels of porn star fame and loving loving the, the former president, Mr. Donald Trump, or President Donald Trump. Do you just call them? Did you nope, stop you have, being a mister? You, you call him president now, You right? have to call them president. Okay. President, former Take, president, former president, president Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, Stormy Daniels has opened up about her paranormal experiences, claiming that a very dark, non-human thing with tentacles haunted her former home. All of this is just a porno. Where was this house? I don't know. Probably California. Is that where they live? She also claimed the spirit broke items and affected her health and the mental health of her then-boyfriend, Daniels, 43, is an adult film actress and director best known for being involved. I thought you were saying that her boyfriend's name was Daniels. I... (laughs) I missed a period. Okay, cool. I also thought his name was Daniel, and he was 43. No. It just also attacked her boyfriend's mental health. You know, and that happens. Tentacle monsters will really, really recap. You know what? Maybe it could have been a paranormal or uh, a psychic vampire. Psychic vampires use tendrils to drain you of your energy. Hey, I mean, if you can see it. Then it would look like look like tentacles. I was just wondering if this was in like the Northeast and like you know in like Lovecraft, Lovecraft country. I'm almost guaranteeing this is probably California. Daniels, 43, is an adult film actress, which we said, and best known for, for taking dick, being involved in legal dispute with Donald Trump. In a legal dispute with Donald Trump. I don't think that's how she's best known. President Donald Trump. I don't. Whatever. I think a lot of people would say, nope, that's not how I best know her. Nah, I mean, you don't. I don't, I, she's not my type. 
She claimed she had an affair. Was this just going to talk about that now? She claimed she had an affair. This is what we deal with. This is the most clickbait clickbait ever. It's like, it's a ghost. Actually, we're talking about Donald Trump. She claimed she had an affair with him and was paid paid to hush money. Paid to hush money to keep her silent. Is it T-O-O hush money? Like no, too much was, hush money? She was paid to hush money. Paid to hush. There needs to be a comma. That's what that is. Paid to hush. Money. She was paid to hush to keep her silence. But then they put money. So she was paid hush money. It was paid hush money. They accidentally put the two. Trump 76 has always denied the affair. Which I don't know why you would. Exactly. You're going to cheat just, on your wife. Like, I cheated on the point. And then just in the middle of this, it just uh, then it discusses... Stormy Daniels discussed her experience with the paranormal on a recent podcast with former playmate Bridget Mardicate. I don't know how to say her name. I just made that up. That's not how you say that. How do you spell it? M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T. Too many letters. Marketed. Whatever, man. I'm not going to look her up. Um, Daniels' real name, Stephanie Gregory Clifford, way less fun. Way less fun. Appeared on the podcast Ghost Magnet with why did the, why was there a second headline in here for this if it's going to talk about it now? I understand your problem now with reading these things. Now you know my pain. On it, the guest discusses her intense experience with the paranormal, which began when she moved into a 200-year-old house in the Garden State District of New Orleans in 2019. <gasps> okay. I was right. wrong. It is East Coast because there's nothing 200 years old on the West Coast. It said New Orleans, and New Orleans is in the South. It's not on the East Coast. <laughs> It's it, on the East Coast. It's just the Southern. The East Coast is not just up here. It's, it doesn't stop at the Mason-Dixon line. Coast infers against the water. I don't know where Louisiana is. Do we it need to do in, geography is, on this it show? It is too? in the Gulf of Mexico right next to Texas. So is it touching the Gulf of Mexico? It's the north of the Gulf of Mexico. So the Gulf of Mexico is here. Louisiana is here. Texas is right here, cradling the Gulf of Mexico. There's also Alabama and Mississippi and then Florida and then, you know, Georgia. Daniels began by saying she hired two (laughs) mediums to come to her home who informed her there were multiple entities in the house. Daniels proceeded to describe them to mark her. What's her first name? Bridget. Bridget. Yeah. Who's 49, apparently. Definitely one very, very... I was going to burp. I was trying not to. I'm sorry. Definitely one very, very dark, non-human thing with these tentacles. And that's what I caught on camera. And it shattered my ex's guitar. She shattered her ex's guitar. No, Tentacle Monster did. It snapped (laughs) it in half one day. I don't know what happened. A Tentacle Monster snapped your guitar, baby. It just snapped it in half one day. Sitting on the stand, it did not like him at all. The tentacle monster didn't like him. Yeah, tentacle monster hated him. Probably is she? Is she? Is the tentacle she's monster probably doing some tentacle stuff? Is the tentacle monster like, girl, you can do better. You can <laughs> do me. I will put tentacles in you in places you've never wanted tentacles to be. How many holes you got in your body? I got way more tentacles than that. We go. We're talking nose, ears, eye sockets. <laughs> You got you got pierced ears? Those. <laughs> I got different one, gauge tentacles. One is a woman who lost a child and blamed herself. And if I stood in a certain spot in the kitchen, I would just cry. And like a couple of people said, like they felt like she was cutting herself, Daniel said. 
Wait, it felt like she was cutting herself, or it I felt guess like the ghost, the ghost was made cutting her itself? feel like I don't know, man. That was hard to read. I would immediately move out. I would immediately move out if, if you stood if, in your kitchen, and started <laughs> crying, or like I feel like I'm cutting myself. If I felt like I was slicing into my body at just one spot in the kitchen, or at least put an X on that spot, like on the <laughs> like, ground, don't don't go in that circle <laughs> don't of stand that there, circle of despair. That's bad, where I send my place. kids when they're being bad. <laughs> They oh, go stand God. in the circle of despair. That is a weird it torture. It ruins their life. Oh, that's They're weird. never the same. It's terrible, Did terrible it one torture. time. The final spirit Daniels described was felt by a medium who she talked to over Zoom. That's How awesome. How did she feel anything? Cyclically. The house is partially furnished and there was a very old mirror upstairs. And I used to always feel like someone was watching me. But it was I kind of a protective feel like. feeling, a protective watching, she said. Daniels confirmed the media knew about the mirror without seeing it and could describe it, describe its looks. She continued, and they were, they're like, there's a woman that used to get made up in that mirror. She was a lady of the night and she identified with you because you're a sex worker. And she's very... <laughs> <laughs> Are you laughing because the, for unnecessary reason I put an exclamation point on it? Or just the fact that it was like, both. she loves you because you're a sex worker and she's a sex worker both. and you're both sex workers. Both. you the, the emphasis that you put on it was perfect to make it be like, and she likes you because you're a whore. <laughs> like, that's what it felt just like. Just like her. And she's very protective of any man who gets in that bed with you. Why is she protective of she's the protective men? She's protective of the men? What? She phrased that incorrectly, or they wrote it incorrectly. Or both. <laughs> Daniels went on. To, this is someone who wrote an article about someone else's. Like She's taking these quotes. They did not interview her. Yeah. They're taking these quotes from the podcast, so it could definitely be messed up. God forbid if anyone ever quotes our podcast. Daniels went on to describe how the strange happenings in the house started to ramp up over time, affecting not just her, but also the partner she was living with. The guy who was living with me at the time, we started fighting. He got real mean, would say horrible things to me for no reason, and then it escalated to him putting his hands on me, which had never happened when we lived together in our previous place. And then, Some people are just shitty. And then he was gone. Well, that's why the tentacle... All her ghosts sound nice. There's the sex worker who likes her because she's a sex worker and protects the men. Yeah. Um, there's a tentacle monster who broke her ex who put his hands on her guitar. And yeah. there's just a sad woman. <laughs> that makes her feel sad. Man, as long as you don't span in that spot, you won't feel sad. So, I mean, like, she's not a problem. She's just, like, sad. <laughs> and then you got two that are kind of cool. Like, one's like, yo, you hit her again. I'll break more of your guitars. I'll break more things with my tentacles. I'm a tentacle shit. I'm a tentacle her. I'm just. This I, is the I, best. I don't get it because, like, I assume spirits are supposed to still look like the things that they were. This one's a non-human spirit. It's an octopus. I'm assuming it's a demon. <laughs> She's got a demon. A, a tentacle demon. I bet her demon could kick your demon's ass. My demon doesn't have tentacles. I'll tell you that. <laughs> So the that's it's gonna be it's gonna be like that Kevin Hart thing. My team is gonna be like Jared. He hit me twice. 
is he an octopus? And I'll be like, I think he is. He hit me eight times, <laughs> one time. I think he's I think he's a demon octopus. He's a demon puss. When Daniels was left alone in the house, she said she installed cameras that caught shadows of things moving in the house. Eventually, when her lease was up and she was preparing to leave, the house got aggressive. The house got aggressive? Daniels explained, I started having these headaches and my hair was falling out. And I have pictures of me with like blood coming out of my ears. Then like stuff would, instead of something just moving or tapping, fly at me. You could feel the hostility in the house. Well, yeah, you were breaking up with them. After her boyfriend moved out of the property, Daniel said she had not spoken to him since. Full he was abusive. Of Ghost <laughs> Magnet with Bridget and her last name, titled Snorty Me Daniels, Haunted New Orleans House, and Spooky Dolls is online, available to listen. He was abusive. Some other stuff. Yeah, she had so a shitty like, boyfriend who got attacked by ghosts, and apparently they were really nice to her, and then she was like, you guys, like, I'm leaving because I don't like you guys the way you like me, and they got mad. Uh, yeah, it seems like you had multiple abusive boyfriends and some of them were dead. <laughs> like No, no, no. They were nice. When they were when she was leaving them? Oh yeah, no, they got yeah, they were mean. They got mean. Yeah, just because just because you break up and someone's like, I'm moving out doesn't Don't make mean their that, hair fall out. Doesn't mean that you throw things at them, rip their hair out, and make their ears bleed. Like that's a that's a bad ghost boyfriend. That was the tentacle monster getting too aggressive. Yeah. With his ear stuff. Uh, all in all, like she just needs to set firm boundaries at the beginning of the relationship, living or not, and just make sure that all entities, you know, are willing to accept those boundaries. And if and if they're not, leave that house right away. I, I agree. Well, stay spooky, people. And if you want to find more episodes like this, you can find us at rummerspodcastnetwork.com or wherever you find podcasts. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dark Rum Podcast. And if you have any cool, scary stories, your own spooky, sexy, tentacle ghost stories, or that'd be kind of cool. I don't know. I'm kind of interested. It doesn't always have to be sexy. If you just have something horrifying that happened to you that scarred you for life, let us read about it on the internet for you at uh, darkrumstories at gmail.com. Bye. Bye. Wouldn't the AI tell me to say, stay spooky? I said that. But I'm going to do it again. Because AI almost scripted a show one time. Bye. Also, ghosts, no means no. Too many outros.